Okay, welcome everybody. Thank you for coming out this evening. I'm going to begin by telling you a little bit about this Irish Jack character. And some years ago it happened that, that there was a difficulty in saying me or I'm Jack. And how that arrived was a long and circuitous path. But I'm not Jack. And the greatest thing I can say to you guys this evening is that you are not who you think you are. The character that you play, the name that you were given, the personality that enables you to function in the world is a facade. It's a toolkit to enable you to manage in the world. You need it to function. But is it your true identity? It's not. One way of checking this out is that your true identity does not change. We're in a world that changes all the time. Even cliffs and ancient sediment in the earth, the oceans, everything is subject to change all of the time. But what you are does not change because you're outside of time and outside of the phenomenal world. You probably knew what I was talking about very well when you were a kid. Something was simple and like adults made it complex. Did some of you have that thinking when you were a kid? It's like, adults are a bit crazy, but it's, it's very simple. And the present moment was automatic and things were just easier. And along came ideas of how to manage in the world, well, how to get lost in the world. That's really what we did. We got lost in the world. And so spirituality, when that cranks up, it's... It's the, to pull you back into, hey, what am I doing here anyway? What, what is it all about? And, and, and you can try every single book on the planet, and books will work for a while. Everything will point for a little while. But will it really rock your boat? Will it really end all the questions? It won't. It can't. Because only you can find what you really are. Only you. And that's the magic of it. You can't be fooled. Everything along the way can help you. And it's all just for the ride. It's all just for the experience of it. Just for the experience of it. Whatever you believe in, whatever you're following, whatever guru you're working with, or you don't believe in a guru, it doesn't matter. It will all fall away. No matter how sacred, it will fall away. Because to have beliefs in anything, to follow anything, there is you, and there is something to follow. And we still have you who is separate from something else. You who is looking to get something. The greedy personality, wanting to feel fulfilled, wanting peace, happiness, answers, anything, wanting the show to stop. Just wanting, because that's the nature of the ego. Are you the ego? Is that really the sum total of what you are? Some part of you knows, uh-uh, there must be more. There must be more. And it's to awaken that part, is what sex life is about. It's to shake it and say, come on, figure this out. Your mind can help you to figure it out for a certain, certain path, part of the way. Your mind is very useful. You use the mind to destroy the mind. That's its greatest tool. You can use the mind to see your thoughts, to see the madness that goes on in your own head. 
There is a short-circuit way of, well, there's a lot of short-circuit ways. I'll throw out a few and see what grabs. A short-circuit way to stop a lot of the craziness that goes on, the loops that you play in your head. And if you totally love and accept who you think you are, the personality, if you totally love and unconditionally accept who that is, that, hey, you know what? Who I think I am, this personality, this person I've been nurturing and trying to mind and defend and wanting to be understood and trying to fix and repair the self-image and repair it again and do the right thing. We put a lot of investment into the personality. And as soon as that is loved and accepted, somehow it stops being so demanding. If you try and get involved in a spiritual path without having that love and acceptance for the personality, it's going to take you much longer. Because the ego is always looking for wholeness. It's like a piece of fruit. When it's ripe, it is loved and accepted for what it is. And then it falls off the tree. Otherwise, it's like you're shaking a tree and the darn thing ain't gonna drop. Just needs to be rounded, the ego does. If there is one thing that is a definite short circuit, it is to unconditionally love and accept yourself without fixing a thing. Because you will always find something new to fix. That's how it works, isn't it, you know? Perfection is a movable feast, phenomenal perfection. Totally love and accept yourself exactly as you are in all of your magnificence. Whatever that looks like. If that, if you can stand in front of the mirror and absolutely say, you know what, actually, you're all right. You're more than all right. And if there's total love and acceptance there, self-criticism will stop. Self-doubting will stop. The need to be heard will stop. The need to be accepted will stop. How's that for a short circuit? The need to be noticed stops. And somehow a humility comes, a softness comes, and the heart begins to open. Because there's love. It's not about you loving other people, and very often, I suppose religions, every religion has that really, about loving your neighbour, loving your brother, uh, respecting the family, wherever it is, just teaching you how to love outside of yourself. And that's fine for the beginner, but in this contemporary world where, where everything is quickening, where there's an emergency ar around figuring out, well, what am I doing here? What's it about? And what is the truth anyway? I need to see the truth. When that starts to happen, love of another is secondary. It must become secondary. It happens as a result of you loving you. If you don't love you, you will be loving somebody else in a contaminated way. Because you want them to approve of you. You'll be looking for something. It'll have a stink on it. That kind of love. It stinks. Loving somebody because I need to be needed. Because if you love yourself, the love you can give somebody else is automatic. You don't have to think about it. There's no reward expected. It's just a flow, a free flow. 
Life's a lot easier then. You'll find there's people you're attracted to and that there's people you pull back from. And that becomes interesting. It's like, gosh, there's no pull towards those people. Just as though there's no pull to eat the leaves and the trees on the street. There's just no pull. And that natural move towards some and move away from others is as natural as everything else in nature. But we imagine, oh, you know, if I was awake, I would love everybody. You know, there's just unconditional love for everybody. There is love for that which is real in everybody. Because you know it's you pretending to be this guy, to be this lady. That's what you see. That's what you love. But the personality shouldn't just a game. That's just a movable thing that's dependent on genetics, hormones, what you ate that day, your mood, your, who knows. All the things that influence how the personality acts in the moment. That becomes secondary, you see. So there can be a move away from people's personalities, a natural move away. It's natural. It's totally natural. Don't put yourself under pressure to love everybody. If you're looking at the personality, you'll be attracted to some, you'll be repelled from others. But once you love yourself, once you begin to discover what you really are, you will see that what manifests through you and presents as the personality is the very same thing that manifests through everybody else and has a facade of a personality, of a different body. Just a different colour with the same essence. And it's that same essence that's the interconnection. That's the only thing to love. Love naturally flows because it's all you. It's all you. Now your mind can grab these concepts and say, okay, okay, God, that'd be a great way to live. Doesn't work like that. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, you see, because you, you've got to kind of do the work and discover that this is how it works. Because otherwise it's just another religion, otherwise I'm just spouting another belief system. And you know what? Don't take anything from this evening as a belief system. Don't be adding to the backpack of ideas and new ethoses and new philosophies and new types of yoga and creeds and whatever else appears out there. Only you can discover this for yourself. All I can say is how it works. It's how it works. And there are many before this Jack character who've seen the same thing, all pointing to the same thing. That what you really are is not who you think you are. So there are a lot of practices out there that are, okay, focus on the present moment. And it's very good for training your mind. Focus on just what's happening here and now. Go into the moment. It's a useful one. But, it's the same as meditation. It's the same as any other trick to bring the mind to a single point in it. It's the same as a mantra. It's the same as any practice, focusing on the breath that we call spiritual practice. Over time, many spiritual practices cause a breakthrough in that thinking mind. To make that breakthrough happen, you might get a glimpse if you take some LSD or ayahuasca or deep meditation or in the middle of your yoga mat, or you might get a, whoa, I wasn't there, I lost a half an hour, or the whole perspective is different. And you get a glimpse. 
Cultivate that. Cultivate that. Not to grab it, but to say, hold on. If that was real, and it felt real at the time, and there was no ideas, no concepts, no me, if that was real, then what's this? What was very useful in this Jack character's path was there would be these glimpses, even a few days of like, no ownership, no sense of there being a Jack person here at all. Just, just completely free flow and things were just happening organically and there was, I don't know, a peace and a stillness just arising. And then in would come some story, there'd be conflict with somebody or the ego would come up and you'd be all oh, story and wanted to prove something again. And you'd be right back in there, oh my God, where was that? I must imagine that. And there was this quandary of like, well, which one is real? This really feels real when I'm in this. But yet, when there's a breakthrough, there's a knowing that isn't even an idea. That there's something hugely vast, some other zone altogether, where, where this phenomenal world has no place. What's very useful is to remind yourself which one is real and which one isn't, because your mind will keep saying this one is real. Look, I can feel the fabric of what I'm wearing, I can feel the ground underneath me, this one is real, this one is real. Your senses will lie. Your mind will find evidence everywhere to consolidate that this world, and you being the personality in it, is real. It will do everything and it will find proof. It will find proof. To say that, no, this is real. This is where it's at. You're making this up as you go along. You are making this up as you go along. You as consciousness, and then the mind as a localized perceiving mechanism of consciousness. It's just making this up, depending on the conditioning and the environment and the day of the week and all these little things that come together to make particles move in a specific way. And we see such a tiny, tiny slice of what's really in front of us. Such a tiny slice. Don't believe all that you see. Don't believe anything that you think. Your thinking mind is just a mechanism to work in the world. And then there's a layer of mind that I like to call the working mind. And the working mind is the thing that enables you to function. So you know how to check your emails, drive your car, keep an appointment on Saturday. That's the working mind. That's a useful thing to keep intact. You won't lose your working mind doing this work. But your thinking mind will go to hell. It will fall apart. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine. When you're on this spiritual path, if it has made sense to you, or the idea attracts you to just surrender, it's like, okay, you know, the universe must have some, some bit of higher wisdom than I have, or I'm going to step back and see what happens to me. You can play with things like this, we call it surrender. And if you've been playing with that, with just stepping back and letting something organic move through you, it's a beautiful way to live. The working mind will continue. And the thinking mind will try to sabotage it. Completely and totally try to sabotage it. So the thinking mind can
can become vicious, absolutely vicious, because it will fight for survival. It's a part of your neurological pathways. It's just an aspect of the brain that's going to try and maintain its status quo. It's very rare that somebody mm, jumps over that part, that part of where the mind is really fighting for survival. Expect the battle. And just say, okay, that's that craziness going on. You know what? I'm just going to push through. Just going to trust that this is all right. And if I go bonkers, if I end up in institutional care, you know what? So be it. Let's see what happens. But you won't. It's just that mind will present every threat to make you maintain your old passions of believing that you are who you think you are. So when we surrender, some other part of you that knows something better takes the opportunity to reassemble you. So if you've had that opportunity in your life to just like, you know what, just take over, because I can't do this anymore. If you take that shot of just, I'm wide open here, just, just, come on, something else is just going to have to direct me because I, I'm going in circles here. It's going to happen. Something will come in and turn, reassemble you. Take you apart and put, put you together and it will not be what you wanted. Because what it will do is it will take another short circuit to turn you in, turn you inside out so that you can see every aspect that is really sticky and rigid. The very thing that you said you would never do, you'll be in, you'll end up doing it. And it'll happen again and again and again and again. Anything that you really resisted, bingo, you'll be thrown right into it. And happy days. It's to be celebrated because it breaks down our resistance, our ideas of right and wrong and good and bad. All of them go. All of them with great relief. With great relief. If life is a prison, it's because your mind has made it so. Life can be lived in a totally free way, but you, the personality, won't be there to enjoy it. You as pure consciousness is doing all of it, and you will move the way you move. But the sense of being outside of all of it is, is what prevails. The sense of knowing that you are prior to all of it, prior to consciousness itself, prior to all of it, and that that's all that's real, and that this is just a movie theatre. It's just a movie. And the personality that's played through you? A movie character. Nothing more than a movie character. So it's not that there is a Jack personality back here. Hey, you know, I figured it out. The Jack character was only imagined. It's like there was a little wire plugged into her. She was believing her own story for like about 35 years, believing her own story. It's like, what a waste of energy trying to maintain it, fix it, and refine her. And Oh, no, no, I don't believe in that anymore. Actually, I should do this, and I should do this, and we'll try this. And what a magical mystery tour going nowhere. It was just going nowhere, you know? Going nowhere. It was just for the heck of it. But when you're on the path, you think you're getting somewhere. You know, you think you're making something, building something. It's a good idea to be prepared to know that your investment is worth zero, nil nada, <laughs> nothing, 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 nothing. 
Everything gets taken with great relief. So what if the story of you, the phenomenal you, were to just stop? But that the body would still continue, and you know, driving home happens this evening, and engaging in whoever's at home, or reading a book. It, it all still happens, but the phenomenal you isn't claiming doership. I'm driving, I'm, I'm in charge of me. You're not actually, you never were. That's an idea superimposed. Superimposed on a movement that is exquisitely organically happening without the contamination of the person and I cruising on top, owning whatever the movement is. So what if the phenomenon you was just to be dropped, huh? So if you've been on the spiritual path for years, it would mean that the seeker was to be dropped. The person who does a spiritual practice is doing it for nothing, just for the heck of it. Just because that's what this body does, it does every day. What if the seeker were to stop seeking? There's nothing to be found anyway. Sooner or later, that's going to pop. In the Jack story, <clears throat> um, there's this Indian woman um, uh, who lives in Germany. Her name is Mother Mira, and she, she, she started to tour all around the world, actually. So maybe she's come to the US, I'm not sure. Started. Has she come? Okay, and uh, she's a very simple, beautiful woman. And uh, her darshan is, is very quiet. She just holds your head and makes eye contact with you for, I don't know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and the next one moves up. And um, uh, it, she, she was in her hometown in Pondicherry, in India. And I was there at the time, and I saw the notes, and I thought, okay. Because I had been to her in Germany, I just had this pull, and it's easy to travel in Europe, so off we go. Spent a weekend with her. Found her in India, and uh, sitting with thousands. I was just sitting there with my mala and singing, saying whatever it was. That was the fashion of the day on the Mashivai or whatever was going on. The one that was doing it for the phenomenal Jack, you know, at the time. I was like, and I was sitting there and I was just watching her. Oh my God, if I keep looking, I'm just keeping me alive, aren't I? Oh, oh. What has to go is the one who's looking for something. The one who's seeking. Which are all I'm doing spirituality. There's nothing going on here except seeking. My whole life is about seeking. So, I'm keeping me alive by making it just about God. I thought I'd cut everything off so that if I make it just about God, I'd surely have the focus to know about God. But I, I just moved the furniture around. There's just this Jack character who's now completely and totally perpetuating herself by looking for something. Still wanting union with God, which was sitting inside all the time, of course, but I was outside. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. If I do this, if I do that, cause and effect, cause and effect. 
if I'm good enough, or if I do this enough, if I keep at this. And just like a light bulb went on, it went like, oh my goodness, I am maintaining just me. By being a spiritual seeker, I am maintaining me looking for something. I'm the greedy one here, thinking that I'm being, you know, cleansed, purified. For what? When, when would I be clean enough? When would I be pure enough? It would just be me looking for something else. Looking for what? Browning pots? Because of the road I travel? And the whole thing started to stink. And tears came. And tears came. And I was howling, howling inside this room because I had walked from a marriage, I walked from everything, just walked for no reason at all, except I have to follow this thing inside to know what's real, to know what God is, to know, to know what the heck am I here? Are we here? What is this? And so, the howling continued for the whole night. I couldn't stop crying and wailing is what I have to say. And the next day, it was just like, all right, something became quiet and still. I had no reason to get up. I had no reason to do meditation. I had no reason to say a mantra. There was no reason for anything. I said, okay. There's no reason for anything. Let's see what happens. Getting up happened. Sitting in the ashram happened. Habitual daily routine happened. Knowing, well, the body's just going to do something, but it's no longer doing it to gain anything. And the dropping of the search, it seems like it's so simple. But when it has you, it has you. But all I can do is say, hey, you know, here's a few short circuits. See what resonates here. See what resonates. Some things I'm saying are a high jump and some are a low jump and take whatever is appropriate for you. But very often, particularly in the West, this seeking keeps identification alive. Because who would you be if you didn't have your spiritual path, huh? If you weren't doing your spiritual work, how would you define yourself then? If you weren't trying to make it right or fix it, even if it's seeking in the phenomenal, even if it isn't about the truth yet, if it's just about trying to make your life work, that movement to make things better. There will never be a resolution. There might be a resolution that lasts for six months when you get the ideal relationship or the ideal job or something, but you must have noticed, you know, it doesn't last very long. It's in the realm of what changes. Something deeper is always like, this isn't it either, is it? This isn't it either. There's more. What the heck do I have to do now? The thing is, as long as we're looking outside, we're facing the wrong direction. What you're looking for is like behind where that movement to engage in something to fix it arises from. I'm going to say that in another way. What you're looking for is just behind the thing that makes you reach out and go out in the world. 
So the personality can go out in the world fixing things and buying another car and whatever. Having a whatever. Great relationship with your kid or with whatever. Doesn't matter. Nature, anything. Whatever you're doing. The personality is doing that. What you are is behind it. Still, unchanging, not even in the present moment. It's not even subject to linear time. Focusing on the present moment will pull your mind in, but that's actually not it at all. It's like, come on, get a bit deeper. Even if you can get back to the, you know, the present moment, and now cut through time. All right, now we're talking. Cut through time now. And it's like, well, how would I do that? It's like, there's no how, there's no how. Give your mind the idea, because it can give a, a direction to your mind, and your mind will either go through a trapdoor or it won't. You can't make it happen. But you can give a pointer to your mind. It's like, okay, outside of linear time. And there might be a glimpse and there might not. Doesn't matter. It'll ripen when it'll ripen. So everything you do to find yourself is a movement away from what you are. You cannot find it outside of yourself. You can't. All you can find outside of yourself is pointers to make you go back in. So you can do that circuit. You know, we do that circuit for many years. You go outside to find it back inside. You do it through your relationship to reflect back that you're all right. And you do it through your job to reflect back that you're acceptable and you have a place in the world and you can make a difference. You know, and you do it through your spiritual practice so that you can give yourself a little space to, to reconnect on the inside. It's like, what are you doing this loop for? What's, what's the circuit about? Just behind where that movement comes from. And to put it another way, another way, attention before atten your attention, your normal attention that you have to read the newspaper, before your attention arises, that is that that is what is. That is the capital T that. That's what you are. Before your attention goes up. When you see that you are not who you think you are, when that personal identification breaks down, there is a break between the attention that rises and the space behind it. Because why, why you think you are the personality? Is that something that wants to come in? Well, oh, Karen's out there. She's having trouble with the fan. Oh, okay. Can you hear okay? No, I like to hear. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. Yeah. She can't look at the fan. The fan's a good Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Last time I had. I can actually change the light. This is nice. It's fine. It's good as long as you're okay. It's great. It's great. It's also roasting as well, so I don't know. It's a, a toss-up. I was changing. I don't know. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. Okay, as long as you're all right, that's fine. <laughs> okay. So, right. Why, why, why do you still believe you are who you think you are? Why do you still you believe you're Tom, Mary, Joe, whatever it is? It would feel like, yeah, your attention kind of goes out into something. And, and it's still you, or somewhere along the track, it's like, well, no, that's an object, and I'm not that, I'm behind that. The connection point between what you really are and your attention breaks. It's like it snaps off. Now, if you have access to, like, sensing the arising of your attention, and it's, it's an energy that kind of physically comes up from you,
your torso. It, there's, a, there's an energetic thing that rises up from the chakra system and engages in the brain, and then they go out. And the brain is the interface with the mind, actually. So, so there's layers of this energetically. Now scientists now see how, how we connect and put our attention onto something, how we create the phenomenal world through all these mechanisms. That's fine. But where your attention arises from, see if you have access to the, like, the reservoir, the pit that is behind or beneath where your attention arises from. If you contract that back, that will give you a, an open trapdoor to outside of all of it, to outside of the phenomenal world. There is nothing happening there. There is no experience there. And go, if you can, if, if there's a sense of that, of kind of blank, nothing, stay there. Stay there. Don't bother investing in your attention. Stay there. Cultivate that. What you're, you're not cultivating this, the, what you really are, because what you really are, you know, is not engaged in the phenomenal world at all. It's just, there's access to it internally, thankfully. But what you're cultivating is, is uh, can you cultivate a breakdown? I guess you can. Cultivating a breakdown in the neurological pathways that make self-referencing happen. So the self-reference, the self Referencing, we, they call, they're starting to call it selfing, where, where it's like I'm in the center of the movie and, and I'm here and you're there and what I talk about is my opinion and I protect my image and I have values and I have a place in the world and all these, you, the reference point is me, myself, I. This breaks down and the character can play freely, can do what it wants, it can just play its role. And it will adhere to the to the rules and the values and whatever whatever where it was reared or whatever it believes in at the time. And it really doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Will you will your personality go out and murder people? Not a hope. Not a hope. It won't do it. Because it doesn't have an agenda to create damage in the world. It is only the ego that has an agenda for destruction. Only the ego. What you really are, if attention is there, the character, the personality, will just live a life. And you know what? And it doesn't matter what kind of a life it lives. It doesn't matter because there's nothing to prove. There's nothing to be done. The world is just fine as it is. It will use this form to do whatever it needs to do. And it gets simpler. Much simpler. I think that's an introduction. <laughs> <laughs>
let the body come here and we'll see what happens. And start, start this, allowing that to live through your form. Was it a change in perspective that yes. happened? Yes, okay. a total change in perspective okay. of this. It's sort of like a movie, as he said. This yes. thing has nothing to do with me. Yes. I am not that. Yes. I am not this. Yes. And I fulfill my role. <clears throat> yes. Nothing has changed. Yes. But everything has changed yes. because my perspective. Yes. And... Uh, when I talk to my friends, sometimes they get angry with me because I say, You're, you know, I'm not buying into their mind. Yes. And if I try to show them that this is just, you're encapsulated by your mind, yes. snap out of it, they don't want to hear that. Sure, the investment is still running. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and yes, I've been on the spiritual path for a long time, and your story about being in Mother Mary's company. And I say, well, do you, I ask you, do, don't you think that just being in her company somehow facilitated that breakthrough, or do you think it has nothing to do? I have no idea. No idea. No, no idea. There are so many things that, that impact. There are so many influences. There's, you know, there's destiny. There's, I mean, it could have been. So things happen when they happen. They happen when they happen. I was by myself. Okay. You know, yes. House and just yes. Doing my thing. Yes. And then I, it felt as if one night I went to sleep in one state of consciousness. The next morning I woke up and I felt something had snapped. Yes. Yes. Released. Yes. So. And so, are you? How much investment is there? How much ownership is there? Of. Of yourself. Are you your body? Are you the mind? Are you? Are you here at all? Is there something that's here? Not on a personal level. Yeah. I'm here. It's hard to put it into words. You know, I have roles that I must play. Somebody's wife, 
Yes. Somebody's grandma, somebody's mother. Sure. And I do that dharmically. Yes. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there's no, there's no perfect. I mean, I'm just, yeah, whatever comes up that day, I do. Yes. I don't know. I'm just yes. looking for a mirror or, or some understanding because in this culture, there's nothing. You're out on a limb. You're you just, are. You are. I, you can't call up a friend and say, look, this just happened to me. What happened? They can't tell you. Yes. Yes. So when I heard you, yes. I said, oh, she, she'll have an answer. Yes. So is okay. there like what's next or what do I... Yes. Uh, what, tell me about the part of your mind that's looking for understanding or the next step. I can't even put it. Okay. There's nothing there. Okay. So, so that where the questions arise from around what, what, is there a next step? Where that question arises from, can you see that mind is looking for resolution? Yes. That's all it's looking for. There might be resolution and there might not. But as long as mind is in charge, you will still look for resolution. Now, I can give you a resolution, but you know what will happen? Your mind will generate another question. Because it, ah, that works, that works. Let's regenerate ourselves here and keep the show going and look for another little thing that needs to be resolved. The greatest thing I can say is the fact that mind is looking for more understanding and looking for resolution is now the problem. Because mind is going to do anything to keep it going. The understanding, the phenomenal understanding will come. It will come but not by looking for it. If there is a looking for it, then there is ownership, there is <coughs> desire behind it. If there's desire behind it, the ego will rebuild. Ownership will rebuild if there's desire. Mm-hmm. The greatest tool you can use is drop all desire. Like there can be a preference for a coffee or a tea, you know, a preference for something. But you know, desire is like, God, I'd, I'd really like some clarity around what happened. I'd really like something. Okay. If there's that potency, that desire, bingo. There's still a seed. Aha. There's a seed. And it's never the subject matter of what mind is presenting as the case. It's not that. It's the fact that mind has some little germination thing going on. Do you see what's happening? Mm-hmm. Watching mind continues for some for the rest of the life. Papaji, this great saint who lived in the north of Spain, or north of India, he said, I gotta watch the mind all the time. Shivananda, who started this huge yoga movement, you know, he said, watching the mind happens for as long as this body will live. It has to, because it can pop up and try and regrow and try and create authenticity in the movie at any moment. So for some, it's like mind is completely still and it never pulls them at all. And for others, there's a watching of mind all the time. You'll be in one or other camp. (laughs) Yeah. What I do notice in other people 
is um, when they speak with me, that they're very concerned with the quality of their thoughts. <gasps> Judging, oh, this I shouldn't think this, or I have too many thoughts. I don't care about my mind. Yes. Yes. I, not at all. Yes. Yes. I don't say that I have no thoughts. Yes. But I don't care. Yes. It's like when that thing snapped. Yes. I don't care. Okay. Somebody can say something good. Somebody can say something. Okay. You know, it's like a nonchalance okay. about everything. Yes. Is it an I don't care or an I don't mind? Both. All right. Okay. Because I don't care. Sometimes it's just language, but sometimes it's 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 strong. It's it's like uh-huh. it's got a resistance in it. Mm. Yeah. Make sure it, it, it feel into it and see okay. is it is it an I don't care or is it an actually I don't mind. If it's nonchalant, okay, it's I don't mind. Yeah. You see, just to watch that. I mean, there's these little quirky things that can. That need resolution, that need to be seen through. Watch desire. Understanding will come. Or it won't. Be prepared for both, huh? But what you're describing is that the self-referencing stopped. That's what you're describing. Whether there will be more transformations or not, you can be sure there will be other transformations. Other seeings, other just eurekas, other just bits of clarity. Because the refinement continues. And there's an integration period. Yes. And I think that's what I'm in, an integration. Yes. When did it happen? I would say last summer. Okay. Okay. Integration is generally between two and three years. Yeah. Just to give yourself that, uh-huh. that window. Okay, yeah. Was there a lot of spiritual practice over the years? Yes. Okay, if there is an urge to continue it, let it happen again. If there is an urge, if it comes up, it's like, gosh, you know, I really felt well when I, when I chanted or meditated or something. Let it happen again. It'd be interesting to do it for no reason except for well-being because the body, mind, organism is used to certain things that make it feel well. Right. And it, there's no harm in it. You know it's not, it's not to like, know the truth. But if it brings a sense of well-being, why not? It's like eating good food. You do it because you enjoy it. Yes. Not because you have to. There's nothing to gain from it. You know there isn't, except the enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. You know? And so many, and, and this Jack character as well, it's like all spiritual practice stopped. From years and years of intense spiritual practice, the whole thing stopped. And lo and behold, you know what? It's starting again. It has started again. You know, it's just very sporadic. It's not daily, but it's probably once a week. Even Is it even once a week? Looking at my husband. Is it even once a week? Probably not. <laughs> but but I, I can feel it. It's coming back in. It's coming back in. It's like, gosh, look at this. This pull to, to chant or this pull to just... A mantra is going around in my head, you know? For what? And it's like, well, sure. It's just a thing that happens, you know. And, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful that, that, that there is no attachment or no purpose or no end goal, except like, it's like eating a lovely fresh apple right off a tree, you know, mm-hmm. doing spiritual practice. 
you know. So, so if your system was used to it, allow, just, just allow the space for spiritual practice to start again. And see how that balances out. It is actually getting strong. Okay. And, uh, yeah, to go even... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let that happen. With, with, just as a, it's a lifestyle, becomes a lifestyle, I don't know, attribute or pattern or... Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you mentioned that word snap because yeah. very few people have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I was like, you know, I, I just feel like a snap. Something yes. snap. Nothing matters anymore. Yes. And they look at me like you've snapped. <laughs> you know, I yes. Like that. Yes. It's it's an involuntary switching off of the selfing mechanism in your brain. Yeah. I'm self-referencing. No. I didn't do it. No. I I was suddenly aware of it. Yeah. That's it. That's it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so just to watch in the organic movement towards doing what you enjoy, be sure there is no part of mind saying, oh, I wonder what I... mm, mm." You know, if there's a little bit of an investment or a little bit of... It's like, just watch. Watch for desire. Desire is the only thing that will catch you. It's the only thing that will catch you now. If you smell desire, that's the one to watch. It's like, okay, that's when, that's when mind is doing the external would make me feel complete. Mm. That's the one that will catch you. It's the only thing to watch. That's the one that has to burn out after selfing. Has stopped. Self-referencing has stopped. To be aware if desire should arise for a, for a result. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And say, well, is there just a preference for new clothes, or is there really desire? It's like, no, this is just this is just needs to happen actually. So just take a time to just watch it and just see what's playing here. Just to watch that. That's the regrowth. That's the seeding tray. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Watching the, wor- watching mind. the working mind. The I think watching was... mind you had, the wor- working mind. The working mind and the thinking mind. And the thinking mind. Uh-huh. Which one was vile? Um, uh, vile? Really? <laughs> I don't know. The thinking mind, the thinking mind dies away. Dies out. Yes, it dies out. I was thinking about vile somehow. Okay. Because you got vile, evil, in life, all that is the same four letters. So it's a rather interesting. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, but I have a vibe to Okay. I, uh, I have never had an experience like this. It's okay. I have also not had a spiritual practice, which you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, I have a drive right now. Uh, I, I started. I think I was 75 when I decided I would learn how to play the guitar. Okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not totally 
convinced that that is where I have to go. Okay. Is to learn how to play that damn thing. Okay. You know? And um, I, all this other stuff is just, it's nice. It's interesting. I have a glimmer of what you mean. Okay. Great. But I'm not willing to invest any energy to get there. It's like, um, I, you can't play the guitar without thinking. It's pretty hard to do. Yes. Although I have seen certain times when it was the me disappear. Okay. Uh, yeah. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, and that brings was, you back then. The yeah, fear really will bring you back. Yeah. Absolutely terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can see that there's a tremendous tendency in myself not to want to let go. And 
there's just the music, there's just the guitar being played. You, you, can, you can have that fear on standby to come up and, and make that experience stop. Or what about being okay with it? What about surrendering into it, dissolving yeah, well, into it? That's what a lot of this is all about. Yes. For me right now. Really, if, if I can, I, I'm, I'm I'd love to get there. I'm, I'm a ways from, like, I, I'm a ways from where I, like, I, I'm not at the point where I was playing the recorder. I was much more proficient, proficient sure. uh, than I am with the guitar right now. Um, but I, I would like to get there, and I don't know what would happen. I'm not sure if I would run away again or not, you know. Okay. I, mean, I really don't know, you know. Okay. And I think maybe not knowing is kind of what you're talking about, in a way. Because I think I know. Yes. But there's something that doesn't know. Yes. And I think maybe that's what you're talking about, about that thing behind, you know. Yes. I think there's that part behind that doesn't know, that's afraid to know. No, the fear is in the front the part. Fear is in the front? Yeah. yeah, trying to maintain the front part, the personality and, and the, the character, trying to keep. <gasps> Let's not go there because because mm, the mind okay. gets transfer mm. transformed when you go there. Okay, you see, yeah, something gets that. burnt out neurologically. But I still so think there's something to do with what you're talking about. Yes, it is completely. We're talking yeah, about the same thing. Quite, yeah, I don't know if I want to. to tell you the truth. Yeah, but that's you. You know, you you you, no, you, you push yeah. against something <laughs> like yeah, I know that. But I push push that in there too. <laughs> okay, so. One, one way. I mean, I've also come to a point, I have to tell you, I've mm-hmm. also come to a point that um, I, I've gotten to be a nicer person. Okay. Um, not always. Yeah. <laughs> I have gotten to be a nicer person. And um, I'm not so sure that, I, that that's much more than I want to go, you know. I mean, uh-huh. I, that, that's a nice thing. I, you know, I feel like I'm a lot more um, what you were saying before. Accepting. I don't mind yes. a lot of things. Well, yes. there's certain things I get very upset about, yes. but um, you know, some of the social issues going on right now. But, sure. Um, what's, what's the charge in fighting? What's the charge in fighting? Yeah, you know, the, the buzz that you get, the juice in, in, <clears throat> in fighting and resisting. And... I don't know, there's, a, there's like a belief system there, and I guess I react if it's threatened. And that's the way I feel right now in this society. My belief system is totally being threatened. Uh, you know, we don't take care of other people. We don't worry about other people. We don't, you know. Um, and, and somehow that like, just pisses me off. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, and I don't know. It's a hard question. Yeah. An easy question. Yeah. I have an answer for you? Yeah. Yeah. Because at some point. I suppose I would invite you to see that you're the one, you're not going to change society by being pissed off. No, I've got that one. Yeah, yeah I got that okay, one. great. So then the next layer is that the only person you're hurting is yourself. And so is it, you come back to your question of what am I getting out of it? Yeah. yeah, is it worth that? Know. Is it worth hurting yourself? <laughs> 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 she yells at me when I say it to television. Because <laughs> I'm screaming at the people up on there. She's saying, She's why don't you shut up? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway. 
the only one you're hurting is yourself. I think I'm annoying her too. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I'm serious. Yeah. You see? I do. I do, but really it pisses me off. Yes. This just get me. I can't believe it. You know? Yes. Yes. I, you know, like, like I said, I keep thinking I'm getting to be a nicer person, and then I'm looking around and I see a lot of people who seem to be wanting to get worse. You know? But that's all right. Let them, their paths suppose, be yeah. none of your business. They're really none of our I business, know. you know? Uh, <laughs> they'll, probably, they'll probably be left for you to give out your heart. Yes, you see? You want to hang on to that's something right. so I can chew yeah. it. Yeah, you see? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. <laughs> Self-love will dissolve all of that. You think? I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll have a think on it. Yes, have a think okay. on it. There's something bad, you know, right. but but there's a knowing that well, that's just opinion. That's right. that has to be there, you know. That's right. fine, right. you know. Um, others will always judge, you know, and sure, that's life. You know, mm. people are going. Language is dualistic. They right. like or they don't like. So right. you're going right. to get both all the time. So hey, you know, right. don't hear, don't listen to any of it. <laughs> Does responsibility feel heavy? Yes, it's a burden. All right, can we shift responsibility? to ability to respond. Yes. Because that's all it is. That's all it is, exactly. There's an ability to respond. It doesn't have to be on high alert, on a high door, with adrenaline yes. behind it. Yes, exactly. That's mm -hmm. not an ability to respond. Right, right, exactly. A belief in your own capability right. is all that's needed for the ability to respond. And to with that, active. would there be a knowing about what what one is to respond to, one's, you know, that I'm not responsible for everything. I know that. But, you know, like, you know, overdoing it. I mean, in this knowing, you know what to respond to, what is appropriate to respond yes. to. Yes, 
You just know. You, you just do, know. but there's also a learning curve. Okay. Because if there are, like, like in your work, you mm. know, if there's like, actually, these are my areas of responsibility, mm. you need to know them. Right. So right. sometimes if you actually don't know what you're supposed to do, mm. none of this will apply. You know, so you need information, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, of, of what's, what's required of you. Mm -hmm. Now, then it's an ability to respond to that list. Mm -hmm. You see? Because right. you, it sounds like you're kind of saying there's, a, there's a, an uncertainty around how far you go. And it's like, that's not knowing your brief. That's what that right. is. Right. Not being right. completely sure of what your brief is. Like, is it, is, is it your brief to, to make sure Karen is in or, or the fans are off? Right, right, right. It's like, oh, that's a boundaries. That's boundaries. That's boundaries. Yeah. boundaries. And I knew that I was being met with a situation that reflected this particular property. Yeah, sure. I knew that. Sure. So I just stayed with it and, uh, and it resolved itself. But, you know, it just comes from a pattern. Like, I remember feeling responsible if a traffic light was broken. Yes, you know, yes. You know, this was back yes. in my 20s, but... Think, well, I have to tell somebody. Well, no, I don't. You know, yes. I've been spending all the live long day, you know, worrying about me. Yes. And it's comical, but it's also kind of sad. And, sure. You know, I can see where it comes from. You know, certain things that happened to me as a very young child. Yeah. Where I developed this sensitivity. Yeah. And you know, I've and it's greatly attenuated. I mean, it's sure. greatly loosened up. And but it's just you know, it's just still there, but. Loosening. So if I just keep focusing on that, that which you described, then I can trust. You see, there's a trust thing. Trusting that I'll know exactly. I'll just know. You know, there's a trust, right? You will, but prior to that, you have to know the boundary of what your area of responsibility is. Right. You have two things at play. Right. The second, you won't just know unless the boundary is clear around your area of responsibility to begin with. If you're trying to start the second one without the first one done, it won't work. You'll be so dealing with this in ten years' time. Okay. So in other words, but that boundary is an intuitive thing. It's that you just like you know. Not really. No. It's like okay, my responsibility as a parent. Yes. This, you know, you, you know what you've got to do. Mm -hmm. Do you know? And my responsibility around setting up this evening, you know what you've got to do. Right. And my responsibility, and so if you've clarity around what you've got to do, then your ability to respond works from that template. Okay. If you don't have clarity, the work really is around clarity around your own area of responsibility. Okay. That's really what you're talking to me about. Okay. okay. That's the one that needs to be tightened up. Okay, so if I, and that knowing, that's not going to come from the, that's going to come from the deepest part of myself, because the, uh, the, not the working mind, the thinking mind, yeah. that will create all sorts of ideas and, you know. It's to thoughts. retrain the thinking mind. This is an intellectual right. process. Yes. This okay. is an intellectual process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to retrain the thinking mind. To, to, to know, okay, this, this is what I need to do. Or if you have to, have to ask somebody, okay, exactly, right. what's the expectation here of what I have to do? Right. It's like, okay, all right, within that, do I have an ability to respond? Yep. Okay, that's my parameter. That's where it is. From there, the rest of it will. So, for example, if I'm driving to town and there's a broken traffic light, that is not my area of responsibility. Exactly. My area of responsibility is to mind this car and get it to that parking lot. Right. That's my area of responsibility. And you stick 
to that, that area. right? Yeah. So yeah. now, if you establish the boundary, your ability to respond will have a parameter. Mm-hmm. No issue. No issue. No issue. But it bleeds everywhere right now, and so that yes. causes stress because your nervous system can't switch off right, then right, because there's right. no boundary. Right. You see? It's, it's the yes. step before it is where the work is. Right, okay. And that will give me more access to yes. that which is prior, which I've experienced. Of course. So it's just my bugaboo this life, that's all. Yeah, but but it's around boundary. It's, it's around, around boundary. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do I gotta do this evening? And practice it at home, you know? Right. Practice it. Okay, where's my where's my responsibility here? Okay, put a fence around it. Right, right. And stick to that. Because Ruby has a poem beyond right doing wrong doing there is a field, I'll meet you there. And that poem makes me cry. Yeah. Because that's where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I carried this albatross for a long time. Yeah. And um, it served its purpose in a way. Yes. It's brought me to yes. the deeper recesses, but it's um, time for it to go. Time for it to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Yeah, so boundaries. Boundaries. Anything you can find on boundaries, swallow it up for the next while till you okay. get really clear, until your brain understands how to define your parameter. Okay. From there, you respond. And then it'll get to the point where I no longer have to refer to boundaries. It'll just Absolutely. be... Absolutely. But you've got to train your mind to do it. It's a training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It won't take long, do you think? <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> have fun doing it. Thank you. Sure. Sure. <laughs> When you talked, yeah, you're fine. That's when fine. you talked to Marie about music and that place where creativity happens through you. It's all yes. the sense where it happens through you. Yes. It's not limited to music. That's in, is that in all the arts? Yes. I've, I've I've been there. Yes. Uh, I totally get uh, it. And. Yes, it's Learning a It is the most, it's a place of total freedom. If you allow yourself to get there, it is you will grow further through that spot than you can in millenniums. What it's it's beautiful. What did you do? I do a lot of different things. Um, written, photography, um, you know, just different things, but if you allow yourself, that place is a place of peace. I, I don't know how else to describe it. And it, I never realized what it was until you came. Yes. <laughs> just, yes. you know, um, people talk about, singers talk about their voice getting a a sudden new resonance. Um, people talk about their art just taking a whole new direction. Yes. Um, it is a very, very peaceful, beautiful place that all of you pours into whatever your craft is. You see things in, there's a new light. If I can say, you know, as, yes. as, as a photographer, you see things in a new light, you see, it, it just is incredible. 
It's like the art form is is right. using it, you for its, its expression. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's. I don't even know. It's almost like you're just the vehicle that it goes through. I, I, mm-hmm. um, is that? Yeah, sure. Um, no, that's what that this it, it is allowed to happen. Mm-hmm. Is the most beautiful place you can be. Really, there's there's nothing to fear. Well, there was something fearful. It's just so I can say there was something fearful. Yeah, it's just it is. It is a place. People look at controlling the medium rather than allowing the medium to control them. It, it, if you let the medium be. What comes out is beyond what you could ever put in. It, I, 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 I'm not making sense, making but it doesn't make sense. sense. You're making perfect sense. Um, you'll look back, and particularly if you're recording, um, you'll look back at what you've played and you'll be like, where did that come from? How did that happen? It's such a beautiful place to be. Allow it. Try Okay. Thank you so much for coming. I now get what I've gotten for a long time. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. That's great. So, can you you doing your artwork and well, being able to, to yeah, yeah get into that zone and it might happen when you're cooking? Can it happen twenty four seven? What yeah. brings back the you? Uh, uh, you mean the, the thinking, the having to... Yeah, to, to the person and the woman again. Well, the conventional world. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to... No, it's not the outside. What? It's you. Oh, What's I, I'm not telling your question. Okay, so you, you're very familiar with that zone of right. where something is moving it's through you. The art form is yeah. just... Uh, you're gone out of the way. You just stepped out of your own way. Right. And something creative happened. And what you, brings you, stepped you back? Out. Yeah. What puts you back in centre stage? What turns back on your own switch? You might think it's the outside world, but actually something in you has turned on the switch of the personal again. Of me. The I'm ego person? Again. Or yeah. uh, what turns on the... From getting out of that... I think... I don't know. That's a really good question. I don't. Maybe I. I. I don't know. Maybe it's the interaction or having to do something or scheduling or. Okay, but your working mind would do that without me being the one who's controlling Uh it and managing it. You're coming in with ownership Uh when the artwork is done. You know, to be very clinical about it. But but. So I'm only allowing it through that creativity, and I'm not allowing that to pervade into my regular everyday Absolutely. life, and that's exactly and that's where the I task. need to go. That's where you need to go. Got it. Wow, never thought about it though. Yes, so that the freedom that you've allowed, the yeah. art form, that that freedom is there all, all of the, the time. time. Why are you just confining it to photography, huh? Yeah, or, or yes, whatever. Yes, or anything or... creative, yeah. yeah. Wow, thank you. You see? Yeah, yeah. Comes in such a number of ways. It is, it is. It is exciting. Yes. Yes. I mean, even 
Think about uh, you know sometimes uh, there can be an, allu uh, an illusion and then the reality can be so closely aligned with the illusion that perhaps you know this character Jackie that you've been playing all this time is actually the real Jackie you've just been playing and working at it all this time you know and um, and maybe by getting uh, back to your spiritual path it's not so much the compulsion to be you as the actual just being you that happens. I think I like now for me I'm kind of between um, you know uh, just naturally being me and, and the compulsive need to be me. And I think I think that uh, when I do things um, I, I do the same things either way but I think I I don't I don't have like a an eye toward the outcome and when I'm doing them as myself and then I when I do them uh, I seem to do them com compulsively then I start to get I start to get fatigued and I think about the outcome and I get fatigued but uh, being uh, but so I think I think that the uh, you know I've been pretending to be myself for a while you know so that the um, you know, and even, and I think I can accept the pretension because I created that too. You know, it's it was, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, like an artist, you 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 like the things you can you can. Uh, I think that you can uh, appreciate the things that you create. You know, if you're, uh, you know, if you created the character Jack, you know, you can appreciate the artfulness involved in the creation. It doesn't, um, and uh, and uh, there's always some residue of, of 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 the path that you've traveled once you get there, you know. And it's not all it's not all bad. I mean, no, none of it is bad. But I didn't do anything. There was no I, and there is no I. It's a figment of an imagined of the imagination. So what? I think what you're talking about, like when you're saying real and imaginary, from, from, from the point of view of, of I suppose, of non-duality, all that you're describing is imaginary, but you're looking at the authentic and the inauthentic within the phenomenal world. What would you think of that? I think they'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Um, yeah, I guess what I'm, I, I guess I'm assuming that when I'm not self-aware that I'm authentic and that when I am self-aware, uh, I'm not as authentic, I guess is what I would say. Do you mean self-aware like observing yourself or do you mean self-conscious? Yeah, self-conscious. Self-conscious. All right. Okay. Yeah, you, you can drop that one. That's a contraction. Self-consciousness is it's a bad habit, really. 
It's just a learned habit that, that just causes contraction. Drop it. Anytime, that would be a great thing to do, actually, to just be free of that, you know? It's like whenever it's active, we say, hey, just drop this. Just relax. Just relax here. Do you know? Because when we're self-conscious, there's a protective mechanism going on. And sure, there's what can harm you, you know? We've just imagined that there's danger in some way and that we've got to check out how we're doing or who we are or we become aware of ourselves in some way. We point to our focus completely in to ourselves. And it can be relaxed to have a broader view. Just a contraction. Alright. Yeah. I'll start contracting. Stop contracting. Stop contracting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when there's See, self- I've got it. <laughs> yeah, just when there's self-consciousness, just like, hey, just drop that, just drop that, just let yourself get softer. When there's self-consciousness, you know, just let yourself get softer. So, so then it turns out that there'll be more self-acceptance will ha- naturally happen, and then that leads to more free flow, that leads to more authenticity, and then there's no compulsion at all. Because how you are is just how you are. And it's, if it's fine with you, heck, who cares about the world? You know, that's... We don't need to think about that. If, if there's an authenticity flowing through you, it's going to be how it is in the world. It'll be fine in the world. I think that's all I had to say. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Anybody else feeling a pull? She's coming. She's coming. Oh, Karen. Hi there. Hi there. Is this good? Yeah. It doesn't matter as you like. <laughs> as you like. Sorry about it. Yeah, it's fine, sure. I'm my own party out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I love what you said to Anne about knowing that. Rather parameters of responsibilities because um, I was really happy out there, and then she was really happy was when she started, and then she didn't have to worry about me out there until you noticed me. Yes, so, yes. Um, it always works out. It does. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. More and more, it works out. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just had two. One really quick one, and then the, my real question. Yeah. So the first way that you explained going behind and then finding the trapdoor, because you explained it three times, could you just say it the way that you said it the first way? Because that really resonated with me. But then when you went on a couple of other times, I sort of it sort of erased. Mm, the first way. I think I might have erased it myself. Okay, well if you can, it's fine because I got it. I mean it's in there, but I just I really liked the way you said it the first way. It wasn't the present moment one, was it? No, it was just... It was, it was attention was the third one. Was it attention was the third one, was it? Attention. That which rises up. It wasn't that one either? Mm-hmm. Did you remember what the first one was? Of, of your... uh-huh. it's, it's that before you're compelled to seek out. It's that before... Oh, yeah. Your you're looking from there. You're looking... The one you were looking for... Place you're looking from... Prior to Every movement is a movement away. Away. Exactly. So don't invest in the movement away. Let it happen. Don't be with it. Don't don't go with it. 
just let it happen, that organic participation. It's like let it happen automatically. It's happening automatically anyway. So let the movement in the world happen. Where you're looking from, where that participation is coming from, that's what you are. So connection with the world is a movement out. Don't go with the movement, let the movement happen. Without you, you know, wanting an outcome or needing something to happen or being invested. You know the way, like, out following your action, following your ideas. This place is before that. Yes. Yes. Where, it com- where that comes from. Yes. So where that right comes before from. that happens is that. Yes. Whatever propels you to make the movement. Yes. Exactly. Okay. What you're looking from, what you are, what you're looking for is where you're looking from. You see, where you're looking from, go there. Okay, so then my real question, Uh thanks for redefining that. Um, So I've I've seen a lot of your YouTube um, talks, and even though you're talking about something else, it kind of, everything that you say sort of is about the same thing. Yes. And... um, I was watching um, the one about suffering and how to free yourself from suffering. And, um, and I've seen lots and lots of um, talk, people talk about suffering. And, and you sort of say, um, it's kind of the same thing, but you say it differently because, because you say it so simply and, and, and with a smile. <laughs> um, but it's, it's sort of like, um, if, if you're not looking to to not feel suffering, if you're not, if you don't have the desire to not suffer, then any emotional, physical pain, like, and, and you talk about pain from the neck up, especially because that's so much easier to identify with because it's like right here. So, you know, mouth pain, eye pain, headache. Um, so people can really relate to that as far as suffering. But mostly, most of the things that people are talking about um, when they're talking about suffering are, it's mostly like emotional suffering. Yes. Um, but mainly what people are, are trying to do is like avoid pain. And that's where the suffering comes from, whether yes. it's physical or emotional pain. Yes. But most of the people that are talking about this are people who aren't actually feeling like chronic or acute physical pain. And so um, it's sort of hard as a person who feels that to kind of buy into this feeling of like not wanting to avoid the pain, I mean, I understand the desire to avoid emotional or physical pain brings the suffering. And the, um, the viewpoint that you have and the kind of the mindset brings more suffering. Because yes. if you just have pain, then that's pain. Yes. And like the way that you deal with that pain brings the suffering. Yes. And I get all that. And yeah. especially when I'm feeling, you know, okay, and then I've just meditated, or if I've practiced yoga, or I've taught yoga, and like when you're feeling pretty okay, you really get these concepts. But when you're actually like really in pain, yeah. physical pain yeah. more than emotional pain, but I think a lot of people, when they're really like in the midst of their emotional pain, have a hard time dealing with understanding this as well. Yeah. But when you're like in the midst of like acute pain, yeah. um, I think it's really hard to grasp. And, and utilize, I mean, not hard to grasp, but really, like, utilize these concepts. Yes. And they can prevent you from even being, like, in the place where you're not there anymore. Yes. So I can, I can often be in a place where, where I'm kind of gone. Yes. And I'm in really just 
not there. But yes. but when I'm when I'm having pain, I'm often suffering, and then I'm then I'm thinking like, okay, how do I get rid of this? But I'm but I I know it's a biologically conserved kind of behavior. Suffering is, I mean, all creatures, like every even you know, plants, like everything, like avoids mm-hmm. suffering. It's yes. like a biologically conserved, and so as a human. Like we, and, and it's not just humans, it's like all like, you know, animals that we are aware of that have, you know, all sentient beings basically mm-hmm. like suffer mm-hmm. when they are in pain or some kind of pain. Like I know that like my dog will get hurt, you know, like she hurt her tongue, she was bleeding and the next second she forgot about it, she was happy. That's a lot less suffering than I'm having, but there's yes. lots and lots of animals that are under a lot of horrific conditions, and they're actually suffering. You know, uh-huh. there's suffering involved. Uh-huh. So, but we are suffering. You know, if we are in physical pain, not we always. Suffer. Not always, but mm-hmm. if we are in a certain type of physical pain, mm-hmm. um, there is a level of suffering. Okay. Um, I think not always, not always, but if. I think if you don't catch it in time, or if you're not in a place where like you're equipped to, to yes. handle it, yes. if it creeps up on you, yes. or if it's something that, okay, maybe once I have a toothache or I break my, I hit my wrist, yes. I was fine because it made sense. Yes. You know, understood the pain. You know, yes. I think there are like lots of different, yes. but all creatures avoid pain, and so uh-huh. you said that pain comes. I mean, the suffering comes from the desire to to want to free yourself from the yes. pain. And, and that makes a lot of sense, but uh-huh. it doesn't actually like make a person who's suffering <laughs> not yeah. suffer anymore. So you've got the theory, but in practice it makes mm-hmm. no sense. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reiki master, help us. Every word you've said is pain and suffering. And I just, you know, it's, it's okay, peace and love. And okay, sweetness and puppies and right, um, kittens and yoga. Arthita, Arthita is here. <laughs> I, I had tremendous pain too at one time. I'm reminded, what did you say? I had, in my past, I was very sick and I had a um, tremendous pain. And uh, it would go on for hours and hours and, and I would never know when it was coming and then it would end. And it, it, um, and it still happens sometimes, not as much, but it it was a doorway, and I surrendered. I just I just had to yeah. surrender. Yeah. And um, everything changed. Yes. Um, I would really enjoyed your your talk, and the thing that is most important is that if people would just um, and I say this to myself is the love of self. Once we love ourselves, accept ourselves. Everything gets so much easier. Yeah. Okay. So much easier. Yeah. And you have a right to love yourself millions, many times over. Uh, uh-huh. Because we're all love. That is who we are. We are love. And once you accept that and move in that direction, life is just so much easier. Mm. And, yeah. you're, and you're just watching the play. You're in the play, you participate, but you're not attached. And you're not in pain. We, are, we have a responsibility to exercise our free will to, you know, shut the mind down, shut it down, quiet it. However you need to do that. It can be the music. Uh, for me, it's Reiki, but yoga, 
whatever works for you. you go run 20 miles, but find that balance and find that peace in your life. And, 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 and it's going to change. It changes through your life, too. And you have to always be adapting and adjusting. But I just couldn't, I couldn't hear you. I just, it was just pulling on my heart to hear you keep every word yeah. was pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And I guess I was, I was like, I'm really then, hammering the point too much. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be that way. Thank you. All right. Well, Anne told me your situation, so coming from you, that well, means a lot. We're not be happy to talk with you more and work with you. And, okay, thanks. And I'm, I apologize for joining No, it's fine. Up, it's fine. It's fine. Thank you for letting me share. I tend to overexplain, so thank you for stopping me. <laughs> thank you for letting me share. Thank you. No problem at all. Okay, so the resistance. Resistance to the pain. That, the resistance to the phenomenon of physical pain. Your body's trying to heal itself of something, that's all. So as long as there's resistance, the energy of resistance makes it, amplifies it. It's like a huge Bose speaker. It puts it on high volume. And then, of course, we've got high drama, and then there's you who's in pain. Mm -hmm. And so that resistance that all creatures would have to pain. But if okay. you keep it about yourself, okay, because we don't know okay, really. So we just project that if if you if you identify with being the sufferer, then you will imagine that everything else is suffering. So that's what we project. So you know your view of the world and how it suffers will change according to your own relationship with suffering. So, so you've got to deal with your resistance. Own. Drop the resistance. Don't be the one who is suffering. The one who wants the pain to go away. Because desire is the greatest pain in the butt. Desire <laughs> will absolutely amplify everything. That's where her pain is in her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Not so, in my butt. Yeah, no, society. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Don't want the pain to go. There's pain. The body's in pain. So what? If you make it yours and you increase the story and you want it to go and it shouldn't be there and how will I fix it? Now we've got high drama and your nervous system will respond. Oh my God, we've really got a problem and the pain will get much worse. Actually, we'll go up in decibels or whatever the, mm -hmm. the counting mechanism is. Pain happens. It's there for a reason and honor it. Mm -hmm. And let it be there. Change your attitude towards pain. Mm -hmm. Don't be the one who is suffering. Mm -hmm. If you desire pain to go, you will be the sufferer. Pain happens without suffering. Find out about that. Find what's pain without me being the one suffering from pain. Me being against pain. Me wanting pain to go. Me suffering because of pain. Me suffering with pain. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shift that all out of the way. Pain happens. The body is in pain. Let it get that... Let it be redefined. You're going, mm-hmm, but you're not buying any of it. I'm, I'm buying it. Can there... Well, you know, when you've had it for so long, you've, like, you've tried it all. You know, it's, I, I'm buying it. I'm going to try it. I'm just trying again. Okay. Okay. And I'm and I'm gonna to go to that place before I act. You know, I'm okay. gonna try doing that. That because that really, I think any action, anything, uh -huh. you know, that whatever, even as far as trying to avoid something, yeah, you can go to that place. Yeah, that place before you go to the action of 
doing whatever. And you can you go to that place and find out what But it is. if you go there as a painkiller, it won't work. Not as a painkiller, but finding out what it is that's making... You All right, the identification with being the suffering. Mm-hmm. Is there pain right now? Yeah. Okay. Are Everywhere. You, are you suffering right now? Yeah. Okay, so can you not be the sufferer? Yes. Can there just right now. can there just be pain in the body? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm here Without with you. I'm, I'm paying attention to you. Yeah. You know, it's in the background. Okay. It's okay. not like yeah, taking exactly. me over. It's just there. Yeah. So it's the body's like the in thing. pain. Yeah. And are but you? It's not like the All me. Right. I'm here with you. All right. So is there a body, and then there's you? Well, uh, I don't. Know. You don't know? There's, uh, well, I don't know who I am. Who's me? What is that? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what now is that? I'm getting onto something else. Okay. There's this thing. Yes. That has all this. That's the body? With this stuff going on in it. Okay, body, the mind, organism. We're going to call pain, but we're not going to say that word so many more times. Okay, like so the body, mind is doing something. Can. All right? Mm-hmm. The body, mind is doing something, yeah. and it's giving signals to the brain. All kinds of crazy signals. Well, that's fine. Doing it's just doing things. its thing. It's doing its thing. Okay. And I'm and I'm paying attention. All right. To are you afraid of Are you afraid of pain? No. All right. Sometimes. sometimes. Can it just be there? Can sometimes it just... I am when it starts to like. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. But not always. Yeah. All right. So if the body's in pain, the body's in pain because it's doing something. It's got its own Whatever mechanism. It's doing. Yeah, it's doing something. And I think a lot of people have that, but they never get like a satisfactory kind of... You have to keep it about yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to. As long as your mind goes out there imagining how others do it. Well, I'm not necessarily imagining how others do it, but I can feel... I can actually... I can feel other people's... Okay, that doesn't help you because that will validate... No, Can you stop that practice? Can you stop that extrasensory perception that you have? Turn it off. That would be good to turn off. Do you see people's joy or do you more often see people's pain? All of it. Both? Equal? Um, Which draws your attention more? Pain or joy? You answer. Don't be looking for somebody else to tell I'm you. I'm just looking around the room to answer you because I'm trying to see what's happening here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Take a guess. Yeah, take a guess. What draws your attention more? Their suffering or their joy? Remember what you were talking about earlier? We all know the answer to this, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't know what I'm seeing. No, I can see. I see all of it. Fifty-fifty. Well, they don't. They don't. They don't show. I mean, on the out, on the outside, they show all of it fifty-fifty. But um, the stuff that they show from the inside, I would say, like it's a lot of like things from their past, like violent things and okay, that's sad. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see joy like a lot on the outside. I really feel joy coming from a lot of people, but. Stuff that comes out from inside, it's a lot of okay. sadness. This is, this is you. Do you know what I see? I see me. That's what I see. Yeah. I yeah. see I me. See. It's me. I All see of me everywhere, is me. but I guess it's, yeah, I can see a lot of... But you're not helping them. 
You're not helping them. It's her own filter, you see. It's yeah, her own you're filter. Not you're not solving their problem. Not at all. With pain. She's making not her own relationship with pain much stronger. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not helping you're, them. You're validating right, so, the existence of pain. So what? What am I? What am I doing? So I'm seeing like all of the things that that I'm feeling. You want to see pain because you believe that pain is more powerful than love. Really? Yes. But isn't everything love? Even isn't pain something that's You're just love? using words now. I'm going after something no, but really deeper. Isn't pain part of love? Isn't, I mean, everything is we love. We can use all that theory but if you like. But isn't love everything? That's a concept. I really believe that. Okay, that's a concept. So I'm after your perception so that notices the negative. Okay, so you're thinking that maybe I don't believe that everything's love? No. Like somewhere deeper? I'm not after that. I'm going for something else. I'm going for your perception how you understand pain and suffering. Okay. That's what I'm going after. So, say it again. You notice, it's like if your head turned one way instead of the other way. Um, when you've turned this way, you see negative. There's 50-50 in the world. It's a dualistic realm. There's okay. good and there's bad and there's right and there's wrong. And that's the world. Okay. It's dualistic. It's 50-50 pretty much. Actually, it kind of oscillates between 49 and 51. So I'm always tilting the balance. It's the world, huh? But your head is tilted because you notice pain more. Okay. It's, it's, it's deeper experientially. Okay. It's, it's natural, but it's holding you back. And it's... You see, when you're happy, you're not half as stuck to the happiness as when you're, you've got pain, you'll turn it into suffering because you're stuck to it. Pain is sticky for you because, because that's what you do outside there. You will notice pain. It's more obvious to you. Your own relationship with pain is what's making you notice pain in people. So, so to change your own relationship with pain, be all right with pain. Understand what pain is and take it off the pedestal. Because it's on a pedestal. It's a big thing that needs to go and it's awful and it's violent and it's sad and it's everybody's deeper part. And no, this is, all of, this is all your own understanding of pain, which has it completely over-exaggerated. Completely. And so, of course, it's going to feature a big thing in your life. And of course, your body isn't going to get healed because you're not ready to change your perspective of pain. Okay. Your understanding of pain is the problem. Your fear of it. Do you see? Turn off the part of you that has the ability to see others' pain. Turn it off. Stop looking at pain. I'm not saying deny it, but stop finding it. Because it's validating the amount of pain there is in the world, so of course you're internalising it. Of course you are. So turn off that extra sense that notices pain. It's not helping anybody and it's destroying you. Soften around pain in your own body. Let it get softer. Pain comes, pain goes. It does its thing. Bow to it. Be fine with it. Say, I welcome you. You know what? You've been accepted by the body to be in pain. You've been accepted by the nervous system to trap this nerve if that's what's going on. All right. What am I going to do? Fight it? Soften. 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 Okay. All right. Let's give someone else a turn. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Um, I, 
I, I'd love to talk to you more, the, the gentleman there. Do you want do you want to come up? Or come on, would you come prefer on, to or? Yeah, thank you for coming up. Um, what, what I, we were talking about self-love and, and acceptance, you know, early on, and you brought it up again, which is great. But then when you were talking, you were talking about, it's, you know, it's just a, a much easier way to be in the world. So what about yourself? What about your, is it about managing in the world, being away in the world, or, or is there a deeper calling to like seeing beyond that? Well, I think when you practice that, that acceptance, uh, it connects you to the true self, the one behind. And once you, you live your life from that, from that place, that, the true self, love, then um, it's just so much easier. Okay. But is it, if you're living from that place... That's not easy, of course. Yeah, but if you're... No, I've mastered it. I just wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> we might be talking about two different things. Yeah. Because if, if, if you're the one living your life, if there's still an identity there, then it's, it's just a, a, a way of coping in the world that you've developed. And what I'm talking about is transcendence. Yeah, that's where I, that's where I want to spend as much time as I can is there. Okay. From, from, the, from the other side. Okay. Living from the other side. Okay. And do you know that it won't be you? That yes. It's not the it's not the ego. It's not the body. It's the true self. It's it's all it is. It's okay. It's the one. And do you know that love has to be transcended in order to be there twenty four seven? Say more. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a great short circuit. It's absolutely fantastic to totally love and accept yourself exactly as you are in all of your magnificence. It's fantastic. It stops all the clutter. I'm just revisiting what we said earlier just to kind of give this a trajectory. And it stops all the clutter. And as this gentleman said, it's a much easier way to live because there's no resistance to what is and things flow. And it's, it's just an understanding comes because you're not fighting, you're not contracted. Okay, so I'm paraphrasing, but anyway. Thank okay. Summarize very well. <laughs> okay. So now, abidance in what you really are is not does not mean that you come through the idea of love because love has the greatest value because there is a belief that it's all about love. Love is another phenomenal thing. It's very pure, it's very fine, but it's still phenomenal. And it has to be transcended. Existence has to be transcended. Consciousness itself gets transcended. Now, prior to all of it, what moves from there happens to go through a filter of love. That's how it happens. So, so when we look at great masters who are totally loving, we imagine it's because of a value system of love. It's not. It's because phenomenal love is totally transcended as is existence, as is consciousness itself. I mean all of it. All of it. Anything imaginable is not good enough. There is no resting place at all in anything that you can name. No resting place. And thank heaven. It's like the son of man had no place to lay his hat. 
You see, there's no resting place. So be it. Because abidance is outside of all of it. So it's a really good practice for you to, you know, be loving, to be kind, to do that. But you're playing a game. You're playing a game. It's a spiritual path to get you to transcend love, to transcend the value that you have. Every value and the noble values are the stickiest. The ones about being authentic and being real and living from my truth. And it's like, these are the stinkiest of all. <laughs> Do you know? Because we have them on a pedestal. But you have to start somewhere. Of course. You know, yeah, but I can't say that that's the end. It's no. like, come on, there's more, come on. No, but that's a good place for everyone to start. It because is a great everyone, place. Everyone has, picks up garbage yeah. uh, through life. Yeah. Um, what someone said, what someone, you know, too tall, too short, whatever. So we have all this stuff. We're, we're so pure when we're, we're, the baby's the pure, loves itself, and loves life. And then as you go through life, you pick up things. Yeah. So what we have to do is, is um, get rid of the garbage, you know. Um, and it, one of the ways to, to kind of short circuit that is to come back in with self acceptance and yeah. love. It has to be in and place. Move, but you have to start somewhere before you can get to where you're talking yeah. about going. Yeah. Yeah, but I, the, 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 the Jack character isn't for the beginners. Do you see? I'm, I'm not for the beginners. There's a lot of speakers out there who are for the beginners, you know? Eckhart Tolle, for example, is fantastic. You can talk to the masses. I'm like, come on, if you've been spiritually active for years, it's like, then, right, okay, come on, outside all of it. Transcendence, high jump. So, so I suppose just to say that, you know, it's like, I never kind of... Uh, Say, okay, live this way and see if your life will improve. It's like, okay, you can hang there for a while, but. So that's the Jack style. Yeah. You know, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I'm keep going. Keep going. I think yeah. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's, it, you can find a way of living your life and having a nicer life. That's fine. But there's more. It, it won't do it. It won't do it. It'll give you coping skills, give you a toolkit, but it won't do it. And, yeah. and um, but that's a place for for uh, everyone can, can needs to start somewhere. Yeah. And, and, and personal balance is a, a you know um, however you can get that and maintain that puts you in a much better place. Um, so whatever works. Yeah. That's right. Whatever works. Yeah. And then at least the awakenings that some of the people talked about, you know, the snap. I mean, that can happen to anybody, anytime, anywhere, in this life or other lives. And it, it um, and the music, that the fact that it scares you, that your true self's right there, you know, follow that. I mean, that's, it, your ego caught you, you know, it stopped you, because you were, you were, you were caught. It's, it caught you off guard. The ego wants you to forget that. Of course. Self. So it's, And know, fear but, is its trump card, you know? Yeah, that's it's right. the most potent thing, fear. Fear. Fear and ego hold us back, among other things. So, uh, tell me about yourself. So when, yeah. When did your awakening occur? Well, some of them probably want to know. Um, it's half past nine. <laughs> it's a long story. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're from Ireland. I, uh, yes, originally from Ireland, and I suppose to make a, a long story short, okay. um, 
studied theology because I wanted to know more about God, about yes. that which was. And I became an atheist, of course, because of, through studying theology, because it was like, oh my God, this is just religion. And so, um, so yeah, it happens every time. And then uh, about 10 years later, my third eye opened. And all of a sudden, you know, I saw dead people everywhere. And having messed around and taken a lot of drugs and stuff, I assumed I was tripping, you know, somebody had given me something. So how old were you then? 30. 30 when that happened. 30 when that happened. And, and you were in Ireland. I was. And that, that was a huge turnaround. Um, I, I was able to talk to dead people. And, and I mean, I was an atheist, yeah. you know, so I was like, this is crazy. Um, and I, I was like, maybe I'm imagining this. Maybe I'm imagining this, you know. And I physically would be pushed by somebody. A spook, like yeah. behind me, would physically push me. And I'd be like, oh my God. Oh, okay. I didn't imagine that. I fell because something pushed Sometimes or all the um, it happened uh, intensively for a weekend, and then there was a few days rest. And the following weekend, it happened again, and um, I was like, "This, this—that was a once-off experience. That shouldn't have happened anymore." And just after it happened, a man appeared. It was the middle of the night at the end of my bed, mm-hmm. and said, "I will answer any question you have, anything." And I said, "Get the hell out of my house!" You know, he said, I'm here to help you, I'm here to help you. And I said, okay, all right, so does God exist? Let's start at the start. Does God exist? And so I asked questions for hours. We spoke for hours. And he said, yes, but not as you think. That's what, yeah, I was like, hmm, okay. It kind of got me interested. I thought, okay, that's fine. Eight years later, I found out who he was. And he was, when I had agreed to be his guru, to, for him to be my guru, yes. um, and his name is Master Jose, and he's a man in Spain who never sees the public. I never physically met him, but, but I he was there in spirit form. Yeah, he was there in physical spirit form. Yeah, Even yeah. Though he's alive. Well, he is alive and, and well. Yes, indeed. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah, he he, you know, eight years later, I was in a meditation that where the picture of this guru was on the wall. But I was like, I really like this vibe. I really like what this meditation crowd are doing, and and I don't care this guru thing. That's their business. I mean, who wants to follow a guru? You know, and then he just appeared in front of me and he said, uh, "I waited you for waited for you for eight years, you know, while you did crazy stuff in the jungle in Bolivia, and you know, hanging out here, there, and there." And I was like, "Huh?" And he said, "That was me." I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he said, "So now you're ready to work with me. Now you're ready to deepen." And I'm like, "Oh, holy Moses!" So, so I did. I completely and totally surrendered everything, and um, I left. Everything. And I just thought, okay, all I know is I want to go towards the light. And right now, all I know is the light is the sun. Apart from that, everything else is just an idea. It's just conditioning. I put a rucksack and a tent on my back and I moved to the sun. And I lived in a a tent on my own for three months in the south of Spain. Thought, okay, right. With him? No, uh, yeah, with with, him. No, no, I never met him. I've never physically met him ever, ever. Ever, yeah, and a lot of people have. Is he still alive now? Yeah, he's still alive, yeah, sure, he's in his 60s, he's a young guy. Mm. I, so, I like the way you said that. Yeah, it's all about the you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, isn't it funny? Oh, it shifts as we move older, yes. huh? Okay, and so it went Spain. from there, yeah, it went from Spain to, I was working as doing energy work then at that point. I had yes. completely left my high power job and, you know, was just doing intuitive energy work because I can see chakras, I can see past lives, I can see karma, it's all just there. So um, so I ended up shutting all that down because I thought, no, this is just more information. What I want is not information. I, I want something that my head won't get me there. There is something more. 
Um, and I ended up in India, where it just made sense. But I mean, there was huge shifts, huge things. Like, yeah, once I just lost six days. I mean, I lost six days completely and totally. There's no, there was nothing going on for six days. You know, I was in Amma's ashram at the time. I mean, amazing things happened. You know, once I was falling off a wall and a hand came from behind and pushed me back up. There was nobody there. You know, but at the time I, I was I was talking to God. You know. You know, uh, that kind of thing, uh, I don't know, I mean, gosh, I could write ten books of the story of Jack, you know, but it's just a story. It's just a story. It's about eight years, how many years in India before you... Uh, four and a half in India. But the, the, the breakdown was happening, you know, yeah. progressively through the years, you know. It kind of just came together in India, and I was there on my own, so I could kind of put the pieces back together and try and make a life happen again. Um, and somebody came with a video recorder and started, just interviewed me one day. And I was like, I have nothing to say. And what he did with that piece is he just emailed and said, I've started a YouTube channel and I've posted the recording. And I was like, what the heck is YouTube? You know, I was on email, but I was in India. I had a clue. I had a clue what YouTube was. And then there was this YouTube channel. And lo and behold, this... And here you are. Here I am, five years later after that, you know. So kicking and screaming because like, you know... I'm glad you're happy here. I'm glad I had a chance to meet you. Uh, I think so everyone here is happy to, yeah. to meet you. And share the light. Sure. That's fun to talk about this stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear a lot of voice. She'll be giving a retreat in February, but we're getting to the words of the end. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I know Thank we're going to. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you for your questions and for coming in. Thank you.